Hello, M. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jeremy. <laughs> um, my name is Jeremy Khan. This is M. Paulo. What's up? Um, we've also got in the studio Steph and Michelle. Michelle's my girlfriend. Steph is M's social media guru. <laughs> Hello. <should we> say. <laughs> Kick us off, M. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> I am a loud Polynesian bogan. <laughs> I'm 36 years old. I believe I'm a social entrepreneur, so I see a gap in the health and well-being of Australians and I want to create change in that. So I put together projects, uh, events, and uh, help people create or get that gap a little bit smaller by just empowering people to create the life that they imagine. So awesome. I'm on the other end, I'm a coach and a speaker. Yeah. Um, but I'm still a bogan. <laughs> in Australia terms, that means like a proper local vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is mainly in support of He For She, which is the UN's campaign to promote gender equality and our awareness of it in me as a male and you as a female and the collective around us. So I was just wanted to... I which I to- love. I've loved it. I've watched it from YouTube. I mean, Emma Watson's speech... You know, you can't forget that one. So mm. I do love that you're doing this as a male. Mm. I think it's such an important conversation to have. So mm. I just, yeah, mm. thanks. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about your, someone that's really actualized and changing our world in a very real community, grassroots level, awakening the spirit in people, awakening people's potential. You're at the, this current stage having a little break because you've hit a bit of a, hit, hit a bit of a wall or something, right? I think it's called burnout. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it is. Like I've been trying to just own it the last couple of weeks. I've been pushing and pushing with all of the projects. Like we've got a small team. It's a social enterprise. uh, We run events and we're doing so many things to help create change in the world. But what I've done is cared too much about the world and not enough about myself. So, which I think is kind of hard to admit with someone who's so motivated and determined to create (laughs) change and put everybody into that goodness in their world. Mm. I am, unfortunately, tired <laughs> and I need a break. Has that been hard for you to acknowledge kind that much? Kind of, yeah. Like yeah. it's almost embarrassing to admit. Like I still feel a bit embarrassed or shameful about it. Why is that? Uh, From what you, your expectation of yourself or you? What? Yeah, and it comes down to that plain and simple. Like I can see that my expectation of where we should be along the road of change is not where... I wanted to be. Right. And so I guess maybe there's also just knowing that I beat myself up a bit too. Mm. So that's where that shame comes from of just being like, Ugh, come on, stop thinking like that. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. So it's been a combination of expectation, but yeah, just tapping into old patterns. Patterns. Yeah. Yeah. And can you, can you dive a bit deep into your direct experience with any gender bias of any sorts or any kind of pressures you felt as a strong, empowered female cracking the scene of social change in Melbourne, Australia? You know, I don't ever play a victim, says my mind. Yeah. But sometimes my behaviour does in that I will push really hard to be empowered and be a leader in my life. And so one thing I've noticed that all around me is that there are males who dominate our industry. They are leading the pack. Mm. Um, They are running these businesses. And so sometimes in this interesting way that I can see them and think, why can't I be pushing at the rate that they are? Mm. And at this point where I have that view of myself, Mm. that I'm not reaching that expectation, I think to myself, is that because I'm I'm a female? Is that because I'm a bit more about vulnerability right now and I have Mm. to nurture myself and I have Mm. to, you know, that maybe I have something within me as a female leader Mm. 
that I want to embrace more and be kinder to myself, which is very different to the way that you see in this patriarchal, masculine-dominated, actioned world. Mm. Yeah, I've been questioning that lately of am I being a victim to myself or is it that I'm just watching these other male leaders do it in a very different way and that I have a different way of doing it? Doing it? Does yeah. that make sense? Am yeah, I going totally. a bit around? No, it's perfect. And, and so I suppose you feel I'm like... I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. That's why I get the feeling from you, that you need a bit of space to kind of... Oh, need such a big space. Get perspective on where it is you're going. Because you did, like with Collective Potential as the organisation, it's made massive change. Like I go to the weekly workshops when they are just because I love the environment of people being open, real, honest, vulnerable, loving, non-judgmental, caring, and just being having a community of fellow human beings awesome. that are about that. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel icky in any sense. It just feels like you really care about the, their wellness and they, them reaching their potential because you see the potential in people and you want them to awaken to it. Which I love hearing that because it's like, oh, cool. You're feeding back to me what I, why we really created workshop spaces or event spaces for people to come together for that reason. And it's powerful. And I suppose I've seen you as a friend feel the pressures of business, feel the pressures of need to make make more money, Mm. Um, all these kind of energies and natural demands because we need to make a bit of money, (laughs) like ideally to be sustainable and get more money to do bigger, better change for things. Like Elon Musk is a great example of someone that's making sustainability and human evolution beautiful and sexy and makes money. (laughs) Um, So that's the golden ticket, in my opinion. In in my perspective, you're on purpose. I am. Um, And I do feel that amongst all of this tiredness. I am. Like I have those little split moments of some days I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted and is this really what we need to be doing? But then other days I'm like, this is in perfect unison of exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm. And I think the only, compared to maybe a week or two ago when I saw you, I think that there's something really cool about what I'm learning about myself is not to like push aside any of the feelings of tiredness and my sort of beating myself up, but it's also to claim that sometimes artists have to go into like a cave Mm. or into their studio to paint their masterpiece And they have to retreat back out, away from everybody. And we all know that Mm. stereotype, right, Mm. of an artist doing that. And I have probably not been so conscious of, as a facilitator or someone who does projects, that's my art. And I have to probably go away and go into my cave and allow the next part of the masterpiece to come out. So does that make sense? That's lovely. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of at as well. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're stepping into the unknown and you don't know what it's going to be like and... Um, and that's good. That's the best place you want and to be. And I'm, I'm almost just trying to, like, even this conversation is almost a l- little bit unique and strange to just admit that that's just where I'm at. Yeah. Like, instead of trying to paint this pretty little picture of what I should be or... Yeah, I'll, I'll, you're I'll vulnerable fine. right now. Yeah, yeah I'm I f- vulnerable. I feel that and I see yeah. you like... Cause, <laughs> <laughs> I <and giggled>. I, <laughs> like, Now he's staring at me. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I love you like this and I, I love you when you're empowered as, or feeling empowered as well. But like, it's, they're all such important parts of it. Like, what I'm excited for you about with this trip and going away and getting your space is because I think you're granting yourself something that you is, is a challenge for you to grant yourself. And what's going to come of that is just going to be an evolution of M. Paulo. You know, in in a day-to-day world, when you're working in any business or any career, you go into the work every day. You just, you don't even think about it. It's like unconscious. Do, 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 do. And quite quickly, I have let my work become who I am. Mm. And... 
that's dangerous. Mm. And I know it is. I watch other people do it and I've done it. And what does that what does that mean? Like becoming who you are? Like your value is so if, intrinsically linked to Yeah, everything is evolved around what is the business doing today? What's the social impact we're having? How many people are coming in the door? What are my advisors going to think of me? What is the business philanthropists around us who care about what we're going to do? What are they going to think about it? Like it is consuming me. Uh, Um, Cover our expenses and like it it actually has become my... um, Weight on your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, hey, now that we've done some wonderful work, we've worked with 3,000 people. Mm. They write to me every day. They every send single me one of them. Every, <laughs> some days I'm like, there's too many beautiful messages yeah. coming through. You do get a lot well, even of that, me- messages. Oh, even that, I was getting overwhelmed by people writing to me. And you're like, something's not quite right there. Mm. That Yeah, I want to go away. So I walk down a beach and I'm mindful of the steps that I take. And I am just sit in the sun and enjoy the sound of the ocean and be present. Mm. Um, not pick up my phone to check social media or capture that moment because it would look good on Snapchat or, <laughs> yeah. or Instagram. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I'm a bit out of my, out of my, um, in disharmony with your insides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, For this period, and which the, I think the Western world does that to you. It does. Yeah. Unless you're really like mindfully integrating your being into it, which is a constant challenge. In what way? I mean, just, um, just be really mindful in the situation. Like the other day of Mish, some guy was being culturally inappropriate because Mish is from African heritage. And I don't really drink anymore, but I had one beer. And I'm going to blame that. <laughs> but I felt, I felt way less sharp. Like if I hadn't had that and if I was more conscious, I would have just called him on it in a really kind, direct way rather than being inadequate and not knowing what to do. And I'm just very aware of the two states of my own consciousness. If I feel like I know what to say here and how to act and it's effortless and when I... I'm going, oh, no, I feel uncomfortable with that. I see Mish. I don't want Mish to feel bad about that. How can I act? And I I essentially um, didn't act how I know I'm capable of and how I want to respond. So I suppose that's a real-time example of integrating love into life. <laughs> and I like hearing that because, you know, we are talking about he for she and it's it's an interesting process that comes up. Yeah. So you, you do wonder, like... Are people really going to speak up about that? Like I read a Facebook post about a friend of mine just was randomly writing it. You know, she's a creative writer too. She's like, so I'm walking down the street on the way to my work and this guy just starts yelling abuse out to me um, and telling me wolf whistling. Mm. And everyone who was sitting out the front of the pub sat there and didn't say anything as this guy threw out the wolf whistles, told her that she, you know, threw out obnoxious, ignorant um, a sexist, mm. disgraceful comments that she, I don't even need to repeat because yeah. we've heard this story a thousand times. And I got really curious about that because I thought to myself, oh, yeah, if we talk about equality, is the standard that we said, is that the standard you walk by? You know, like, and I think as you say that, what would you have liked to have done in that moment with her? You know, like, what are you going to vulnerably put yourself out there as a male to defend your girlfriend? Ultimately, he's extended self. He's just a different extension of what existence is. He's just ignoring the fact that we are all one and we all exist and therefore we're all the same. I mean, that's what I'd deem ignorance to be. Cool. I love that. And so therefore, I can approach him with compassion of, of informing him rather than accusing him because he very well may not know the impact of his ignorance on someone. Mish, would you rather have me said something or would you have rather been the one to 
I mean, I w- I, in situations like that, I would like to take responsibility because it would make me feel more empowered to say something to him and go, oh, look, that made me feel a bit crappy. But it depends on how it made you feel. If you mm. felt like you weren't happy with that statement being made or you weren't mm. happy with that exclusive those exclusive words being used if you mm. felt like you needed to say something not necessarily just because you saw me poorly yeah, affected by it true no, that's a really good point and so therefore I'm, i've got responsibility to how it affected me yeah um because i don't like it at all um so you're right mm. yeah because i think one of the things that we started off at the start was having like you could see my vulnerability and it's a vulnerable conversation like watching you two talk now yeah, you just slipped me into it now i'm sorry but <laughs> no, that's good we're, that's we're, great. you know we're kind of going down this path i was just like oh yeah that's real like that's yeah. that's a really vulnerable moment of what do you say like i really believe in the standard you walk by is the standard you set mm-hmm. and so there are so many moments offensive things get thrown by me and i've gotten a little bit older now so i feel like i can stand in my power a little bit more and i know my values i know my purpose mm-hmm. and i don't want to edit that like I used to. And so some days I can drop it, but other days I can be as authentic as hell and just be like, can I just say something, um, <laughs> you know, and do it, but, you know, placate the situation or yeah. I can be like, you know. Yeah, or then I've I'll, seen you do all that. All yeah, that yeah. Stuff, yeah. I go through this process where I'm actually thinking to myself, do I edit how I feel about my, and my behaviours are not in line. Like that's what I think authenticity is, mm. is. You don't edit yourself, that you know your values, you know your purpose, mm. yep. and then your behavior aligns with that. And some days it's off and some days it's not, and that's yep. called integrity. So if you're yep. authentic, you're in that place with yourself, hence why I know I need a break because yeah. I'm not in integrity with myself. Yep. So these moments that happen, especially in equality, they're awkward. Mm. Mm. They're vulnerable. They are, aren't they? They are yeah. so yeah. awkward. Yeah. You're yeah. like, do I say yeah. something? They're a call to action. It's yeah. like a call to action of like summoning your – deeper self or your soul and wearing it on your or your heart and wearing you, it on your sleeve. Do you know what? That is the most um, almost dramatic way of putting how hard it is. <laughs> but it's truthful. It's like you have to put yourself out there, yeah. your heart, everything, your soul and be it's like, a call. excuse it's a me, call. I know that you didn't think anything of it and it was just a mm. joke. But it's not to me. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, and I would just like to yeah. express that, which will affect you. But I'm not feeling very equal right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? That's exactly what if it, it could only go down, which is like, like mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know, uh, I do, do I say anything? <laughs> and it just ends up being like boiling anger that yeah. comes out in your face, and you grit your teeth, or you drink your drink, or you let him walk off, and I don't know, I don't know the answer to this, but mm. I just think that there's that's. I actually think you presented a pretty good answer, <laughs> like which is just. Um, which what I read what your body language and what your expression was playing role playing just then. I was role playing. What yeah. was sitting into feeling what you feel, and then delivering what you feel in a very um, soft or g- kind or gentle way, like a vulnerable way. I know, I like you were being quite on. vulnerable. Feeling into how you feel about that, and then translating it into yeah. somebody. Yeah, which is what we need to do because I think the most important thing in these interactions of when you feeling like there's lack of equality in our community or in our friendship groups or in social settings is that we need to shift into a place of understanding each other. And so, if you can really communicate yourself without the, you know, the baggage essentially or anything additional to it, that just that deepest feeling, it's going to more effectively get into the head of that other dude. 
or she or male or whoever. How does that go down as a male in your friendship group? Because there's a stereotype that go, mate, guys aren't sitting down and going, I just want to express to you how that made me feel. Is that true? Am I being a little bit unequal there? That's not even a word. <laughs> a really badly used phrase. Inequal. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be even – actually, no, stop it. It's I'm interested if I can do that, but do males sit together and go, I'm going to tell you how I feel about that situation? I think it, that's what – What am I asking? Is that I, right? I think I know. And I think that's what I deem a man move to be. Like what I did in that situation with Michelle was childish. I didn't step up and wear my feeling – you know, responsible fashion, take accountability for my response and, you know, share it. And but obviously, why? Was he bigger than you? Was he just, No, it was, was just because it... I wasn't sharp. I, like, I, I honestly I'm feel, curious. I'm yeah, using that stereotype good... stuff. It's like, what, why didn't you say anything? Like, it's when that girl question. was walking down the street, right, mm. why didn't all the men who were sitting out in the pub say anything back? Like, I was curious about that. I was like, why wouldn't they say anything? But it's not just males. Mm. Like, even I was, yeah, it's... Well, it's ultimately, it's easier why not people, to... Why is people, yeah. It's easier not to... Um, it's more comfortable not to. You're taking a risk. You're putting your neck on the line. I've had plenty of experiences where I have put my neck on the line. Of course you and have. I've, you know, like the award show where I stood up in front of everyone. What did you do? I probably Which won't go like, into details. Oh, okay. but, yeah, but essentially, um, I put my neck on the line for a friend that was affected bad. And this guy was getting celebrated. And I made it clear that he shouldn't be celebrated in front of my entire industry in Australia. And there's many other little examples where I feel like I don't really have a hesitation. I only have a hesitation when I am not embodied being, I don't know how to put it better than that. Like I just felt when I'm not feeling sharp and I'm not feeling, I'm more confident when I'm, I know what I'm feeling, but if I'm not, um, I don't know exactly how to communicate this. I'm a bit more shy, I guess, because I don't feel like I'm on it. But in that, even I feel like that's my challenge to just, even if I'm not feeling that sharp, to stumble it out, you know, like just chuck myself off the ledge and, and figure it out as I go and, and go, oh, sorry, mate, I was just being a bit overreactive then. Because I was worried about ruining the birthdays girl who was there. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't want to cause tension between friends, which is just something I would n- never normally think about. I just try to cut it in a blunt way, which is sometimes insensitive and ineffective. And so I, all I'm trying to, to answer your question, I'm figuring out the balance in it all as well. And I was actually curious about, because that was just a minute moment where we were talking about people being obnoxious or ignorant. Mm. And I think that is the cause to why there is inequality, because people don't just slow down to think through what's going on in them. So I like that you go through that process because that's interesting for people to think about what is the process that they're going through when they don't speak up or where they are about to say something that could offend others or Mm. maybe take an action that would disempower somebody. I think what's missing is teaching that inequality is inequality, but it's actually injustice Mm. because you don't agree with that value Mm. and that maybe you aren't educated at the cause and effect of that. So I love when you just spend a little bit of time and pull it apart, Mm. particularly as a female, because Mm. sometimes I wonder whether it's as males, we weren't trained to do that for each other's the, each other's sex. <laughs> you know, you, we're not trained. Understanding. We're not educated on how to understand one another. I know you're explaining it very well. Yeah. Was that really good survey the other day? It was a great example of how a, a woman basically was injected with testosterone mm, yeah. and she became aware of the sensations a man feels 
insatiably towards a female when he sees her. Like, and this is just the primal biological That's awesome. Instinct. I want to see that. And so she initially started as a, she was just strongly feminist. And so she didn't really understand what it was like as a male and what it was like to be in the body of a male. And so she experienced um, what it was to be like. And she suddenly just had empathy for men's challenge, which is this, this is a biological thing in their brain that they haven't got wisdom about they are, they're not intelligently responding to that biological impulse because probably they haven't been educated on how to well now we're tapping into what i just said it's like we're not educated on each other it's like this fascinates me i'm like are we talking about sexual urges is that what she was mm. she was given hormones or something i mean she was like checking out she saw herself like going to check out this chick's ass on the street and she was like oh like doing like she felt like she was in a man's head going oh no don't do that don't don't look at it and then was like just gave in eventually and just checked her out <laughs> and and yeah. was like oh my god now I kind of had an, a better understand obviously that's not what's going on in all males hands yeah. all the time but <laughs> oh, I think this is such a cool conversation because yeah. I'd never stop to be like oh yeah that might be debilitating for you some days you're like oh yeah right it's a tr- it's a problem, like, but at the same time, it's the very it's a, it's a large contributor to the drive as to why our species is so successful <laughs> in terms of procreating. Or yeah, it's just an interesting area because I find myself looking at dudes' asses sometimes, but it's not sexual. But then if I look at a girl's ass, I feel like it's not sexual either. It's just I'm looking at a dance. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your girlfriend's in the room. <laughs> I honestly feel that, and this is where can Fantastic I just say response <laughs> to Mitch, that was great. Oh yeah. Um, but I actually truly believe that because everyone's got an individual unique response to anything or perspective and we just have to share what we feel is true from our experience we're just sharing my experience of reality and and you got your experience that's why it might be like oh of course it's not that of course sometimes I look at a nice shaped ass and I'm like that is a good ass but but that could be on a dude as well like I'm just looking at a structure of a homo sapien and going that's well shaped I don't mind that I actually think that's a cute ass that's a different ass you know like you just have different perspectives about different asses But I feel like you're backpedaling now because the general stereotype for men when they're talking about asses is that we as women would be now observing you going, oh, yeah, sure you are, mate. Like, yeah. It's even happening oh, yeah. now. Yeah. But now I'm curious about, yeah, girls. you're right. You, yeah. <laughs> you, um, I'm a woman. <laughs> woman, woman. Don't call sorry, me a girl. Um, <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. No, no, no. But oh, see, no, I've done another no, mistake. No, you have, but I think it's just like the conversation that happens yeah. around this of depending on where you sit. There was a cool thing where I watched, I thought about like those who are educated, who went to university, who've studied critical thinking, you know, it's part of the analysis of education, tend to be the people that will create a stir on any comment that's somewhat unequal. Um, um, so I keep, <laughs> keep doing it again. Okay, so here's an example. What do you think of this? Someone says something really what could be deemed ignorant, but he was also just writing what he felt about a situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then in rolls the people who have been to uni or um, educated, as they say, and they start the fight about how dare you say that, don't you understand the impact, and then the post-structuralist feminist concepts begin and then the debate's on. So then the males are like, he didn't even mean it that way. Mm -hmm. Why are you taking it this? And I don't condone things that I find ignorant, just mm. like the, he's like, oh, I didn't even mean like that. So, sorry, without going too much into detail of what was on the post, the point yeah. is it created a debate, which I thought an interesting conversation to have here that makes people vulnerable is some. what about if people are just saying how they feel mm. and they're not educated to know about the impact 
it right. has on others. Yeah. So is one an educated view and the other one's just someone's a numb nut and so they're just sharing how they feel like oh that's a, I don't yeah I mean yeah and like accidentally said girl instead of woman and then yeah. there's there's some two hu- people in the room going I can't believe he said girl like <laughs> yeah yeah but a lot of people are just going what are you talking about that's that's completely fine mm. yeah yeah that's a great point well that's that's why I feel like exercising kindness is pretty integral into this whole thing of understanding each other because if if we just go on a very simple that we were all created things animals and if we can understand each other without taking offense to it because i think truly the situation is non-offensive because it's they're just a different expression and they've just got a different understanding of reality i, I don't believe the large majority of people that offend i mean at least for myself don't intend to offend they just um, are unaware of how their words can impact someone who has sensitivity to that description of language and so, therefore, it's quite important to just almost remove self from this whole process. And, like, when, when something like that goes down, like with me and Mish and that dude the other night or that wolf whistling on the street, it's kind of, I think the key, in my personal opinion, is to approach it with such wisdom that you are really at least attempting to understand what they're experiencing. And it's, I think where this conversation can lead us to is if we know that the reality of the situation, someone said something. Like you just said, they said it. That's the mm. reality. Mm. But the story that's created behind that is also based on people's beliefs. Like I've grown up in this environment and when you come in from your environment and then you say what you want to say, which yeah. is the reality of the situation, but it's based on their beliefs, but then those beliefs come up against mine, you are then triggering past history or mm. an, a, an environment that is so Unresolved different to yours issues in yourself. that it then can cause such chaos mm. and so much fighting amongst people because it's mm. like, you have offended me. Yeah, you have yeah. hurt me. You have not loved me or accepted <laughs> me. Like there's, Sorry, imagine, is that funny? That's yeah, funny it's so me. funny because if it, that was the skit, that yeah. would be the skit. Oh, just yeah. to let you know you haven't actually um, loved me in that moment and the other person's like, what? But, what? What? But there's so many components to it. It fascinates me. I talk for hours about it. Yeah. Even like we used to train. Just to yourself in your room. Yeah, and which I do. Uh, which I do. Which I do. <laughs> no, no. But then, you know, I, I think we're, it's such a cool thing to talk about too because then what about like the disparity between equal pay? You know, like um, mm. I don't know the percentages or enough of these days. I used to when I was um, studying this sort of stuff. You know, you go – should you, if we're in the same position, should you get paid more than me, Jez? Mm. Like, how do you feel about that? You know, that's just one example. I think you should get paid more than me to just recalibrate the <laughs> apparent lack of equality. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's the conversation where people go, hang on, that's not fair. That's injustice. And I don't understand why you get more. And yeah, you know, I, I don't even know if it is. Like, I'm really uneducated in that whole area. So, like, I trust it is from what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I used to know the percentages. I'm so sorry. I haven't but, done that. But essentially, the headline is that the females in the same yeah. job title get paid less with the same job experience and everything. Yeah. And so we're trying to create change. And, you know, once upon a time, somebody um, didn't let African Americans vote in America. And in Australia, Indigenous people were known as plants and animals. That was what they're on our, in our policy. Mm. And then we look back at that and go, really? We didn't let them vote? Yeah. And women? That's weird. That in the future we'll be like, well, what do you mean that, we, that we, men get paid more than women? 
Mm. Like, but that actually still happens. Mm. That is like there is a something like 25% men mm. in mm. positions in corporate world particularly get paid higher because of their gender. Mm. And that can be argued black and blue, which it has for the last 20 years since women started making their way up. How frustrating that would yeah, be. Yeah, well, I want to know. As a male, like I know this conversation because as a female, I talk about it with my friends who are in these corporate jobs. And they're like, yeah, he's, his pay is higher than mine. What I do mean, you think of it? <laughs> I think it's bullshit, but but it's a good <laughs> it's a good question to pose because it's like essentially I see that as it's inequality and it doesn't matter if it's male to female if it's if you know gay to straight or any kind of difference in any kind of preference or whoever you are yeah essentially it should just be about how well can you do the job really. Mm. I don't, I don't feel like I'm well informed enough to make a total conclusion on it. And it, I think that's the kind of conversation that he for she is even having is mm. uh, males and is it a debate about males and females and the separation between us? No, it's actually about are we informed and are we informed of how equal it can be? Mm. And I think in those moments where we talk about um, gender gay, um, gender pay, pay gaps, pay gap, gender gay, um, <laughs> that, you know, it's actually at the convers- – I think about men. Sorry, I'm getting there. Right. I think about men. I go, if they knew that my- I was getting paid less than you, do they get to go, just oh, by the way, boss, you do realise that I'm getting 25% more than she was? Why is that? Yes. You know? Like well, that's the informed conversation great. of inclusiveness, of that it's not like, do you know what you're getting? Because yeah, that yeah. creates separation. Yeah. It's actually, hey, 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 let's all do this together. Yeah. I love it. I love what you're saying. I feel like it reminds me of what Russell Brand, when he was saying, hey, there's a massive disparity between super rich and super poor, and it's not fair. Like, let's share all the Earth's resources. And then he openly goes on to say, that means that I'm going to be copping a lot of reduction in my money. In his um, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's someone I can evidently trust because he's self-sacrificing. But I agree. I think the right thing or the what should be done in that situation is males taking a lead. Or basically... the. How about this? I feel like there's a bit of a theme from what we're talking about from that to the situation of Mish. And I feel like, is it fair to say that it's kind of the responsibility or duty of those that aren't suppressed so much to speak up for those that are? It's part of it, 100%. 100%, Which is why I talked about the standard you walk by is the standard you set. Mm. Because there there is serious oppression all over the world um, Mm. in all different cultures. But it is definitely your role but it isn't the you need to lead it. Like that's the combination of yeah. We, are we informed it's all, it's enough all, as females? It's all collectively. Yeah, and yeah. Um, informed enough to be empowered enough to speak up. But that takes a lot of education because you also have to know your own personal issues. So true. It's and you're heavy. Also, yeah, it's big. It's deep work, isn't it? When The more you unlock it, the more you go, well, that's why your work is so important with collective potential because it's basically informing people of who they are and how they operate. And their emotional tendencies, their desires. You're basically creating an education system of self-awareness. Mm. And that is so important. Collective potential should be in schools. That kind of education of Amen. self. <laughs> Amen. Can I hear a holler? It is self-education. Interesting, like, as we sit here talking, mm. does this conversation feel, I know it's a bit random, mm. but does it feel mm. heavy to you? No, it feels like we're evolving and growing and progressing. Mm, that's in, that's a good one. To me. What yeah, are you no, no, saying? no. I like yeah. that because I'm like, why does that feel heavy, this conversation to me? Oh, like, does it? Heavy. Yeah, yeah it does. Oh, it's tell like, us. oh, I don't know. Like I sometimes there's a conversation where people don't want to talk about inequality because it's too heavy. And I, maybe it's because I've come from a, 
a background where I have felt oppressed. Mm. And so when I have this conversation, I kind of feel bad about those who get known as the oppressors that I'm all, I almost feel for them. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> mm, you know, have the weird psycho- psychological thing that those who are oppressed then feel for the, the oppressor. Yep. But I wonder as a female, and I mean, I am pretty spiritual, but I'm yep. taking on that energy now of this is such a heavy conversation yeah. in moments because there isn't really an answer to what I'm supposed to do with this heaviness. But I know that I want to be a person that says, oh, I'm going to lead and speak up and stand mm. up. I don't think, I, yeah, I'd love to afford you to, not, to have the responsibility to. I, I'm trying to gauge, when did, did it come on at any point in the conversation then? or was Yeah, it? when we started thinking about um, what do we have to do and yeah, lead. And, yeah, yeah. and I guess I'm someone who just observes right. how she feels, but I was thinking yeah. about that for the, our conversation too of, you know, it is a really uncomfortable, somewhat vulnerable conversation to have. And well, whereas you're seeing the positive in it, mm. I'm actually also just acknowledging that feeling. <laughs> you, you're, you're, yeah, which is beautiful. And that's part of your <laughs> empathetic understanding of the collective consciousness of all of humanity and all the suffering and inequality there is. You're just feeling that and going, boy, does it need a change? Or girl, does it need a change? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah see? <laughs> boy. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you're essentially really feeling feeling it you know and that's beautiful I I think it comes from also Jez like when I was younger I I had an amazing opportunity to be trained by someone who was studying post-structuralist feminist concepts now exactly right (laughs) so I'm a kid from the hood it wasn't really I was pretty good we did okay (laughs) my family was fine Um, (laughs) um, but it wasn't like you know a wealthy suburb and whatever you might be you know Mm. just in the different ends of the spectrum Mm. But I found a youth organisation that trained young people to think critically that would look at their self-esteem and be leaders and not victims to their circumstances. And we were a huge cross-mix of young people put together. And it was a really community development program, which you know. Mm. But it's in, called Reach in yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. Reach in Melbourne. And so in this process of growing up in this place for 15 years, like I'm 17, mm. so I got a, I got a learning experience by being around a community that was deliberately trying to get us to think about being global Mm. citizens. Mm. And I didn't even know that I was growing up in that until when I went back to my hood Mm. and I would have these different views and these different thoughts and my friends would start seeing that I was achieving in a different way. And so, you know, you kind of get then you you stick out from your friendship group Mm. and then you know you have to wrap it up and go a different direction than what you notice they are and... In this process of being in this collective of human beings from all walks of life, these young people, we were then mentored to sit there by elders of our tribe, which were people who were in corporate to sports people. You know, it was a really amazing creative space, but it was a youth um, community development program. And as I was sitting in it, I used to really consider that as a female, I would look around my organisation and it was always the males leading. Like, I swear to you, like, and this is not me going, God damn it. But they were, the two males who ran it were, yeah. Jimmy Steins. Jimmy Steins, an AFL footballer. Another was a filmmaker. Paul Curry. Paul Curry, you know, successful um, drama school. Um, So, of course, they had that agency to move forward. But then uh, I look around and the males who then they were like, we've got to pass on this good work building young people's self-esteem, let's work out this frameworks behind it, let's do a process and create a leadership program. So it became very organic. Mm. So we were then trained in that and was passed forward. But, of course, the males were always leading these workshops and Mm. it's really what I do now. Mm. And I remember just looking at this going, 
why can't I be up there? Great. And and I never, ever thought that being a female would hold me back, but it did. The boys were boys. And even at one stage you would hear things like our voices were too high pitched in the microphones on stages and so they'd have to turn our tone down. Um, <laughs> so it's not funny. It is I funny. Love, I love, this is such important. It is because when we talk about the heaviness of like the oppression, sometimes yeah. it's like it's not even anyone's fault. It's just sort of there of, oh, well, why can't I do that? And then, yeah. you know, you would see certain things go down that I would notice as a female just wasn't quite right. But, you know, whatever. Mm. I have empathy. I'm that, I've been trained to think like that slash rebel, always being like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And again, That's a challenge for you to go be that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But there was this woman who walked into my life, um, Samantha Ludby, who was studying yep. the post-structuralist feminist concepts. And so she was like, I'm going to create a female-only program in the organization that was predominantly led by males. She's a boss. Yeah. So yeah. she was like, as always, in comes the heroin, um, not the drug, but... The, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> skip a few years of like real in the gutter. The femme fatale, you know, the strong female um, leader in the, in the story. And she trained us to think about how we are perceived as females in a patriarchal society. So say that one more time. Okay, so she trained me yeah. to start to look at, as a female, yeah. from a gender perspective, what I would be allowed to do and not do or be and say based on being a female and to then observe how that happens for males. Right. So we were like... Hang on. <laughs> yeah, she's now, smart. of course, everything's beliefs, right? Yeah. But this was like that uh, there's a process called a male gaze. Am I getting too geeky? Show no, keep going. This so is gaze great. as in G-A-Z-E. Yeah. So looking that men act, that you get to do what you want to do, mm-hmm. and that as females we appear. So the concept oh. here is you don't have to agree with it, yeah. believe me. So there's a process where you start to be as females. I have grown up to appear for the world, right. that I have to work and look a certain way, and that as females that is – our way of being, right. we revolve around that. Whereas males, because of the leadership that and the patriarchal male society, yeah. dominated leading society, is that you got to get get to do. Mm. And so there's a disparity or a change in us yeah. as females that potentially... Boy, I just want to appear. Yes! <laughs> and, of course, when males, and so it goes both ways, when males don't want to be the person that acts who are you in the world? Yeah. And so this is the sort of stuff that at age 21 um, I, was, I was being taught to think about this stuff, you know, to the grand narrative of that how are we going to turn up in the world? Well, it's kind of already started before we've begun. So the grand narrative is I'm going to live in a white picket fence, fairy mm. tales. And so then you start mm. to realise that even in fairy tales, the way we are princesses Feminine and you're the prince. Present. Yes, yeah. You know, and, and these are stuff that a lot of people know about these days. But when we were being trained in this, there was no youth programs in Melbourne that were running this. And so mm. we used to go in and then rip out activities where I'd get the girls to tell me about their favourite fairy tale story. So they're like, I love this one. And they'd say, you know, Sleeping Beauty and um, what are they, Beauty and the Beast. And so it was Geordie always- Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> it was always about do we recognise, do we consciously understand how we are being portrayed as females and how you act in that? Uh, and then how do males do? And I was just, I got angry because I yeah. felt like I was being oppressed 
because I, all these years that I was so unconscious to what was in the magazines, to the social beauty, conditioning, social conditioning, yeah. media. Like I, no one had ever taught me this. Like, again, this educated thing. Mm. Nobody had ever even like I grew again. I grew up in the hood, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> This is so unequal. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I said the word again, unequal. I can't stop saying it. Yeah. <laughs> this is making a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that's why I'm having, it's a really long-winded way of putting, that. but that's it. that heaviness that every once in a while is like backed up in me when we have these conversations. Mm. But you know, the stuff that we used to teach the girls that we'd work with, and we must have done 40,000 in like a year, which is mm. a huge number. Amazing. Um, of Our like, reach's work is exceptional. Yeah, it so was. And Incredible. so is. That one of the things, by the time we'd broken down some of that stuff in really fun, engaging ways, you know, I'd get mm. them to do catwalks and they'd be <laughs> like sashaying, but then I'd be like, tell me why you did that. How do you feel when you walk down that? Yeah. Does your body look like her? Is it not? You know, we're just getting them to think differently. Yeah. At the end of it, no matter what, we always got people to just say, well, we all know that this goes on. Mm. But are you aware of it? And from that place, if you're aware of it, are you then educated? And I loved what you said before, mm. which is when I said it makes me heavy, you're like, well, it makes me feel like I can do something or be empowered mm. by it. Mm. That's what we'd actually end up the workshop, getting people to re- become aware, get the knowledge that you need. Yeah. But on the other end of it, just know that you still have to decide what you value mm. and what you like. If you want to wear those clothes, mm. Mm. babe, go for it. Yeah. You know, but just recognize that when you walk into a boardroom when you're older, that maybe you won't get paid as much as somebody as a male, you're same age, same skill type, and you have something that you can do about it now. But if you're not yeah. informed and if you don't understand your own value. And that's beautiful. And all you're essentially saying is how can we adapt to our environment? It's not blaming. Th- we just got born into this world. Like it, we, we can't blame back for forever. <laughs> you know, like essentially you, you're saying, all right, this is the social climate of our world that we've been spouting to. This is what's going on. This is the inequality. This is the construct of our s- social climate, yeah. or however you want to put it. And then how do you want to respond to, with this new information? Yeah, how do you want to respond? Because I think this conversation gets really funny when people start arguing and screaming at each other and, mm. you know, we've experienced it. Oh, we'll get it. that. We'll get that. Well, <laughs> you've experienced <laughs> it. You can also yeah. be really blind to being like, hey, let's just all be friends, you know, and yet the oppressed goes, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. And it can go down that path, you know, from black power to, as we put it, um, the feminists who are on one end of the scale who don't even agree with that we need to be with the same sex. Yeah. Like there's so much study on that to the other end, which I just think I am somebody who blatantly and will, some people could call it cowardly, but I don't think that we need to argue about the injustice. I think we can have a conversation about right. it and be real about it and how that affects me because that's educating people. That's awesome. So anyway, I've just pulled myself back through that heaviness through the process of just knowing, well, what do I value and yeah. what do I know and how am I empowered mm. through my own knowledge? Mm. Mm. I know the difference in myself as well, the desire or the wanting to change the world. This needs to get fixed. And then the, which is like this heated urgency. And it's kind of, in yeah. me, I feel like it's a more of a controlling energy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go far as to say it's masculine because it, feminine can dominate with that as well. But it's just a controlling energy. And then I've got the other part of me that is just way more at peace and just sinks into the seat of my soul and goes, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what's true in this situation. And then acting peacefully from there, like responsibly. And it's a much more peaceful next step, isn't it? 
Yeah. Can you relate to that feeling of like yeah. going... And I know yeah. that about you, as yeah. I said. But about yourself as well. Do you oh. feel like can you tell the difference between when you're acting like out of must change the world and when... You could say the start of the conversation was that I am tired and burnt out. Yeah. Now, where did that come from? <laughs> that I was yeah. acting out on a space of scarcity and needing to get you like what you just yeah, said yeah. so yes i know that in me right so i have to pull back for a bit <laughs> and know what's important to me <laughs> oops <laughs> i love it Ev. i think it's so wonderful and beautiful and oh, and just that you're owning it and aware of it you're exactly where you need to be and yeah, you're, you're it, in a wonderful place there was an interesting thing when you said do you want to do this conversation i was like not really <laughs> I want to take a break And then I was like No, Jeremy's going to do Something really wonderful And I want to be there for him And okay, let's go Let's go And then of course I love the thought Of having a conversation like this It's awesome mm. But I did thought to myself oh, What am I going to talk about? Mm. And I didn't know What we were going to talk no. about tonight either. <laughs> and yeah I just think that It's lovely to be acknowledged For Oh yeah, just be real about it Yeah, it's such a strange thing is it? Yeah. You, you find it hard to see in your vulnerability like we all do, huh? Yeah. But it's almost like I can also feel that why it feels so difficult at the moment is because I'm unhealthy. Like I'm not, I haven't eaten colorful foods mm, and mm. stuff that fills me with joy mm, and mm. exercising enough. So I know that that energy is from being informed of my mental health isn't at its peak because my body isn't. Mm. You know, I can even be like, I've, I was joking around recently because someone's like, what are you know? I was thinking about my body weight again and I've gone up and down my whole life with it. Yeah. And so I keep joking around saying, you know what I got for Christmas? I got fat. <laughs> 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 Which is so stupid. <laughs> because I'm so conscious of that begin my tiredness on my need to go away. I'm actually really unhealthy. And so like there's no wrong answer, but I know I'm like, oh I've put on weight because I've been over emotionally eating and oh like even my mind's a bit chaotic lately and I'm not focused or real or driven and I'm just everything. <laughs> so I'm just fascinated that that's also connected to not sleeping well and yeah. anyway in my course. body. Sorry, it's a bit random. It's so funny. Right? No, you've you've been awesome. Like I love having these conversations. You just you just give so much, and you give your whole self completely. And I feel like that. I love it. Like that's why I love you. And it's just something about your energy and your not braveness because brave is, is saying that there's fear there. It's just like you don't even acknowledge fear. You're just empowered, right, Mish? You get inspired by this, didn't you? Thank you. That's a really beautiful thing to say. It's true, Em. It's I just true. really believe in we need to be a bit more real. And sometimes I go home after I've said things like this on podcasts and I go, oh, God, I can't believe I just revealed that to an audience. <laughs> now they're all going to be thinking there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm supposed to be an inspiration. <laughs> it's, but that's an interesting part of even it's duality, isn't it? What is? Can we really accept the duality in us? Like I am very healthy in so many parts of my mm. life, if not all of them really, mm. compared to somebody else. But the duality is I just ate Donut mm. King mm. and I enjoyed those donuts mm. and I love them. <laughs> you know, and but that's the duality of, I, I know it's such a simple thing, but that I can be incredibly empowered and focused and I can change lives in a heartbeat. Like I sometimes look at the people I sit in one-on-one coaching with and you know it lights yeah. me up. I'm like well, almost like... Ego is apparent in these moments because I'm like, I can help really shift the way someone thinks about them and change their view of themselves in an hour. 
And I know that after doing that year after year, I'm really proud of that. But then I know so that I'm so tired that I hate myself and what I need to be doing in my own life and I just need a break. Yeah. Like it's like yin and yang, black yeah. and white. Like yeah. it's fascinating what duality, if, you can, if I can just keep accepting that. I can relate to what you're saying and I can relate to the feeling of embodying it, which is normally when I'm more stressed and frazzled. And then I can relate to the part where I'm more like sitting back and observing myself, experience it, then have the perspective on it, you know. Mm. And I've um, seen a huge change in you that you, yeah, there's a really lovely balance in you mm. of that. Mm, We're just, just the Emily and Jess compliment show. <laughs> is that what this is about? Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I got you in because I knew you were paying me a good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get, Steph or Miss, you want to ask this wonderful resource of information and wisdom and fountain of love? Any questions before we wrap this up? <laughs> They're like, I mean, you're putting fr- us on the spot. Yeah. We've been observing in yeah. the corner. Yeah. And you're friends of us, so you can just do it outside of the studio as well. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I guess with like, I think for me, sometimes when there's so much information and so much awareness of what's going on, there's almost like, a powerlessness to it. There's mm. so much, what can I do to make a difference? And we've talked about Ooh, that a little one. bit, but like... She's not just social media, <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know. Yeah, yeah. But how would you, how do you handle that powerlessness? Mm. Where does it go from there? There's something I've been wondering about lately. It's, a, it's pretty out there, but I think I need to mother myself more. In that powerlessness is this need for... Um, something to change, uh, something external and that it's all against me in a way, like this powerlessness. And I'm wondering if the answer is can we? Can I truly sit down and be kinder to myself and look after myself and mother myself? And I'm someone who just pushes, go, 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 go. So I wonder over my next, what my break part is, is to just sit down and be truly cared for mm. and looked after. Mm. Whereas instead of me doing it the other way and mothering others, mm. I actually think that there's an answer in there that is still to be explored, but I think I need to, yeah, just be looked after and cared for. Mm. Does that answer it? Yeah, I was going to say that statement's just powerful in itself. Like <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the room just shifted. Like that's you, crazy. Yeah, you, yeah, I just noticed that I'm, I need to mother my own self. Mm. Really like, look after yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. Yeah, I do. Mitch, did you ever want to ask anything? Uh, not really. I mean, I guess like what advice would you give him in the situation of feeling, for example, that example, someone's made a comment and it's made you feel lesser or excluded in some kind of way. What's the process you would go through? I guess you kind of answered that earlier, the process you would go through. I think... Um, I, look, I didn't answer it before, but I really just think there is an absolute ownership of being able to sit there and go, do I need to react to this mm. or would I like to respond? And there is a very different process that mm. there is a stimulus coming in, whether you call it an ignorant dickhead, <laughs> as we do in Australia, <laughs> or my own thoughts about that situation. And if that's a stimulus that I, I just feel like, again, the reason we people meditate around the world is to slow down that stimulus response uh, or reaction and that space in between of, did that cut me up? And would I like to just share with him why? Or would I like to slow down enough to say, I just would like you to be a bit more educated in that and be 
be somebody who puts forward their need. Mm. And I guess that's a little bit of the mothering moment, isn't it? Just want you to know that here's what I think, here's my boundaries mm. and I'm going to tell you what they are and you should maybe think about that for the next time. Mm. Um, that's the re- that's the response because it comes from a place of value and a place of virtues that you believe mm. is the standard you would like to set in the world mm. because we hear it a thousand, thousand times over you have to be the one that does that. The other person is not going to be. Mm. And I think that you can genuinely, genuinely change things that just feel like a total injustice by educating people on their feelings and emotions that you have felt without attacking them. But that mm. takes a lot of knowing yourself and doing self-development and mm. things like we love at Collective Potential because you do need to be able to communicate it and learn it and know yourself and then be able to preach that to somebody else. But preach. <laughs> yeah, I'm really into it. I find sure. it something yeah. that's so empowering these days to be able to sit there and go, I know this dude isn't going to um, or this woman is going to appreciate what I'm going to say, but I'm going to craft it in a way each time that I'll learn from that even if I said it the wrong way that time, I'm going to discover a better way next time. And I don't know, you can see it in the way I'm talking. I find it so empowering. And the other person goes, oh, look, I didn't even think of it that way. Mm. And they actually are generally appreciative. If That's cool. You're appreciative of them listening to you, you know, like, so there's, yeah, it's when you expect, I think my advice is be careful of the expectations. Know that the stimulus is genuinely going to be something that you can educate and respond with rather than just react and mm. be hatred, mm. be all over. That's my thoughts. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> is that helpful? <laughs> Yeah, it is. Everything Em says is helpful. Oh, stop it. It's like compliment circle. I just needed this before I was going away in my trip. It's great. It's great. It's tender. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Do you feel like there's, do you notice a difference with father and yourself as well as mother and yourself or is, that, is it a bit irrelevant? I, just, I was just curious. No, no, it's such a great question. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Because mm. I don't know if there is a difference or I'm just, I'm just curious. Well, let's have a look at it. If, you, if, we, if we were to father ourselves, what do we need from our... Yeah, fathers don't actually do a whole lot, do they? <laughs> Dad did <laughs> nothing. <laughs> well, they say in psychology the no, things that I've researched is fathers they... acknowledge, yeah. and that's what we need from them. And mothers need lo- we need love from our mothers. And when you don't get either or either, so do I? Do I need to father myself by acknowledging myself? And yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> good. But I reckon really I might have been fathering, taking responsibility, leading. the the family and the yeah, tribe. Yeah. So no, I don't think I in my values or beliefs right now. Yeah, I need to do any fathering. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really interesting distinction, isn't it? Because I would just liken them to different energies. Yep. They're just archetypes. You're actually yeah. that's why I'm saying the mother. I need to mother myself. Yep. Right, and that's really interesting distinguishing. You, when you're saying that, you're actually talking about a characteristic or an Ooh, archetype rather than a, a female. Because I, I actually feel like I've got a lot of feminine energy in me. I would call it because I. I do things like my mum would do and I do some things like my dad would do as well. But like I feel like there's – it's only my physical apparatus that is masculine because I've got uh, – I'm a dude. Um, but you know what I mean? Like I think it's I'm, – I'm just interested in the the difference of what a father offers because I see friends that are fathers that they offer a tremendous amount to their children when they're really conscious of what they're – In the traditional parenting. sense of what the family nucleus was, and again, that's why I think anyone – who's listening to this, who spent a lot of time, would be like, well, that's not actually the family dynamic anymore and we don't need to play the gender neutral or the binary or, you know, like if we're not on that side and we're looking at the traditional place, 
fathering, absolutely. Like I would need to acknowledge myself more and I'd have to take care of things a little bit more. So uh, it's a good one, Jess, mm. I, you know, I don't know. But I, th- I think you actually answered it really well before that in that you, it is a somewhat of a masculine energy to take control. My friend Laura, who said recently she felt like her body was quite energised of masculine energy because she was doing a lot of leading, mm-hmm. um, doing these kind of things that men tend to do in a tribe, you know, go get. And then she realised that she needed to shift into a feminine space a bit more and that was more from the perspective of the Ved or the ancient. I think that's very yeah. heavily um, set in spirituality, mm. in that feminine and masculine because mm. in what I've learnt, it isn't masculine is male. You can be a masculine female. Mm. So, it, yeah, it, mm, it, mm. it's an interesting thing. But I feel like I say a lot that this last three years of working super hard have been very masculine. Mm. I do it. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's mm. the next thing? And so I don't spend as much time nurturing mm. the quieter mm. feminine space. Mm. There I just need to slow down and observe and be in the world. So there hasn't been a lot of balance of that the last six months. I love months. that. I think it's it's just different. You're just nurturing yourself and you need to acknowledge yourself and you need to charge sometimes, but you need to love yourself sometimes. Like it's just all balance of wellness and well-endowed consciousness. Well-endowed. Just saying. Was that the wrong thing? No, I just, anyway. <laughs> I was being dirty. <laughs> oh, did you just objectify me? Mm, yes. <laughs> Well, I'm not offended. Well, we're going down the rabbit hole now with <laughs> post-structuralist feminist content. And, and no, no, it's fun. Lovely chat, Em. Hey. I feel like this is such valuable conversation, just experiencing a conversation. I and had forgotten how much I love this conversation Yeah. Oh, and how much it's been in there. So thank you, Jess. <laughs> I really, really loved it.